disorder. teensy bit uh, inspired by uh, I know this is going to sound corny but I don't care how it sounds um, inspired by a young lady who goes by Maria Manic, and she's a wrestler and ring of honor and another young uh, woman she may be in her 30s I don't know uh, younger than I maybe in her 20s I don't know don't care uh, named uh, Camille, and she, she, uh, la, la, la. her last name on wrestling is Brickhouse, but she's a a big, big strapping young lady, very attractive. But uh, you know they've been talking about their mental issues, and I wanted to just briefly, uh, impromptu, go into this. I wasn't planning on saying this in this video, but. You know, there's no shame in this game. Don't let anxiety, panic, those are my two disorders. Uh, don't let, uh, you know, even something like schizophrenia, um, bipolar disorder, uh, overcome and ruin your life. And don't let it take your life a lot of people hide their illness well let me tell you something just brunt a front true to rude uh, honest if we're talking about Arnold and his bad heart so where did Arnold go for his bad heart he went to the best heart doctors in the world right if you got cancer, go to the best cancer doctors in the world, right? So if you have an illness with your brain, what do you do? Where do you go? You go to the brain doctor. Now I'm not an M I'm not talking about doctor medical doctor. I'm talking about, you know, counselors talking about psychiatrists and you get the medication and you get the treatment and the therapy that helps you change the way your brain thinks uh, it took me a few years but I, I've been able with I'm still medicated not not as much. We did take one medication off my long list of meds, but I'm on a few anxiety meds and then uh, some blood pressure and some uh, diabetic medications. But the diabetic and the blood pressure medications will go away, and so will some of the anxiety medicines. Um, but... I reached a point where I can think myself out of a panic attack rather quickly. I can de-escalate myself. And it's not something you can do on your own. 
It takes years of counseling. It takes medication. Uh, I'm a strong believer in God. I went to counseling with two pastor friends of mine. Uh, They each counseled me in their own way. But I also went to uh, a PhD in counseling and a psychiatrist. And there's nothing to be ashamed of in that. Like I said, you or your friend or your family, they got a bad heart, they go to the heart doctor. Somebody got cancer, they go to the cancer doctor. You you, uh, got a pain in the butt problem, you go to the pain in the butt doctor. But you go to the doctor and mental illness is no different. Um, Whether, you know, some folks have depression, some people have anxiety, some people uh, are schizophrenic, multiple personalities, uh, and, and different things. And they come out at different times in your life. Maybe they're floating in the background as you're growing up, but you know, you may be like in your 20s or like I was in my 40s, and suddenly I'm having chest pains like I'm having a heart attack, and I'm calling ambulances, and they show up at my house, and I'm pacing back and forth, uh, and it's like they're going, um, there's nothing wrong with you cardiovascularly but your blood pressure is 240 over 150 yeah really happened to me one night had I had I not gotten into that ambulance uh, on my own will because they gave me the option had I you know Had I not said, yeah, let me go to the hospital and get checked, uh, who knows? You know, when your blood pressure hits that high, eventually, I mean, I would assume shit just shuts down. But uh, nonetheless, yeah, it was like one of the worst panic attacks they'd ever seen. But the, the doctors, the medical doctors took care of me. And then I started going to counseling and uh, I go hang out with a psychiatrist every like three months to keep my prescriptions filled. Um, I got to the point where I told the counselors, you know, I'm just talking with you about day-to-day problems that I can overcome and talk to anyone else about. So there's no sense in taking up a space on your schedule when, when, when it comes to the anxiety disorder. I have a list going back to my first visits of that I've kept, and when I see symptoms uh, of anxiety, I can go to those lists and start doing things to de-escalate myself. So, uh, being that a lot of other people were talking about their uh, mental health, I just want to throw that out there. Let me reset, because I got way off the topics I wanted to talk about. Let's, listen to a little steel guitar playing and uh, I'll come right back at you here.
slowly ticking now that we had a, a little public service announcement there. I think our public service announcement number three. No, it wasn't. PSA number 23. There, that's better. Public service announcement number 23. And yes, I'm still wearing the same write-in John Morrow for Council t-shirt that I've worn in a hundred videos uh, and haven't washed in a month or two. Deal with it. You can't smell me over the internet, so who cares? Um, <laughs> now that I've got that out there, um, talk about taxation. Taxation with representation. Uh, I call this Biden hood. Tax the working, destroy the economy. Kind of like Robin Hood, the old uh, fable or fairy tale. I'm not sure. There's, I saw something on the History Channel. They tried to prove that uh, a Robin Hood... who robbed from the rich and gave to the poor was uh, real uh, and and lived in England, I don't know, in like the 1500s. Don't know, don't care, but it is quite, uh, quite an interesting kid's story. I'm sure it's too politically incorrect for this generation, but by God... They're trying to take Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer away from us. Why don't they take taxes away from us? Uh, so Biden hood says he's only going to tax billionaires. The top 1%. And not true, probably. Um, frankly, to do the things he wants to do, it's going to take more than he can rob from the rich, richest of the rich. Um, he says he's going to repeal all of Trump's tax uh, cuts, tax bills, policies. Um, by bill, I mean something that eventually turns into a law, not the money Trump owes the IRS, right? Um but what happens when taxes go up? First and foremost, let's let's say something here. The Constitution does give the government the right to the ability to tax us, not the right. We have rights, not the government. The government has abilities and responsibilities to us. But our rights are more than theirs. But nonetheless, the Constitution gives the government the ability to tax us. Now, let's see here something. Let's just, I just want to talk to you guys like common people talk. Because I think a lot of people in the media, when they're trying to defeat these tax issues... Uh, I mean, CNN, Fox, 
wherever they are. Even the president and congressman don't get down to it. They don't break it down to you. Alright? So, what this is, okay, what happens when taxes go up? Let's throw out the idea that taxes are only going to go up on billionaires. So what if they do? That still has an effect on you, the individual. How so, you might ask. Here you go. Here's what I, I jotted down as I was uh, prepping for this. So if the tax goes up on your landlord, the person you rent from, whatever it is, and under Biden's tax plans, it might well go up, okay? Just depending on who you rent from and how well they've managed their business and how much money they've made. If their taxes go up, and this has happened to me, uh, the city of Akron and I think the state of Ohio even raised some taxes, uh, property tax. So it's probably the city of Akron. Um, I was living in Akron, so I can't remember if it was the state did something or if it was just the city. Anyways, the tax went up. I got a, a note from my landlord. Hey, I'm going to have to raise the rent 25 or 50 bucks a month because of this new tax. Well, there you go. My wages didn't go up 50 bucks a month just because my rent went up. Right? See that, that let's do, let's look at this. If the tax goes up on the store owner, Let's say, uh, you know, some guy or gal started with one convenience store, one mom and pop deli that serves, you know, has all your little favorite snacks, all your soda pops pop as we say in our Ohio uh, you know your, your little things you need for around the house and such they start out with the one one store and their store was successful so they opened two I said well if I make this you know if I make a million dollars with this one store if I have two and I put them in the right location and I hire the right people and I serve the I provide the right service I can make two million dollars five eventually that you know they have five six ten little stores I can think of a couple little chains owned by uh, you know individuals uh, like this if the individual's taxes go up because they took a risk, okay, maybe they, you know, maybe they saved their money, maybe they won the lottery, maybe they took out a loan, whatever the situation, they risked their financial 
investment to start that family-owned convenience store, grocery store, deli, whatever. Then somebody like Joe Biden comes along and says, hey, 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 ooh, you're making too much money. We got to take some of that from you and give it to other people. And they say, okay, you know, you, you know, the, con- the Constitution gives you the right to, to, to tax, gives you the ability to tax, pardon me, uh, gives you the ability to, to, you know, levy taxes. I guess we have to go along with it. But the, the same time, what's going to happen to the prices at that store? Prices are going to go up. What will happen to the employees? Will the business owner have to save money by cutting back hours? Uh, Will he have to cut back on employees? You know, at the least, the prices will go up on the shelves. But your income's not going to go up. Let's look at this way. Taxes go up for the electrician. Electricians right now are in high demand and they're killing it. They're making good, good money. And God bless them. They work hard. They deserve it. They went to school became an apprentice, which means like a, a protege or a learning on the job, you might call it. They went through years of apprenticeship to become certified electricians. And then after five or ten years, whatever, they reap the reward of their investment. And then maybe they start their own electrical company or the plumber same thing they go to school they get an apprenticeship they work for another plumbing company then maybe they just work you know one man operation uh, work with their name in the phone book going house to house fixing plumbing problems or maybe they start a company and hire other people Look at the carpenter. The same thing. They go to carpentry school in high school. They get out. They become an apprenticeship carpenter. They work a few years. And maybe they say, you know, I'm just going to, you know, do odd jobs. Putting roofs on. Laying floors. Building decks for people. And maybe they get so busy that they have to hire people. And they become rich out of their hard work. And when then once the you know they hit hit the pinnacle, the, the peak of their success, Joe Biden comes along and says, Woo, whoa, Nelly, you've made too much money. We gotta take some of your money and give it to other people. At the very least, what's gonna happen? Is that carpenter, plumber? electrician going to say you know having these employees 
and man, there's so many regulations, and every, oh my god, so much taxation. I'm just gonna go back to working on houses myself and be a one-man show. I'm shutting it down. Then all those employees are out of luck. Now, it, that's probably the worst case scenario. Pardon me, I got a little ahead of myself. But the at the least, the fee for that electrician, plumber, carpenter's service will go up. He or she still has to put food on the table, still has to pay their own bills, and by gosh, they earned their right to have a nice home because they put years of time, sweat, and financial investment into their trade and their livelihood. You say, okay, well, prices will go up. Prices at the store will go up, John. We don't care about that because Joe Biden and the Democrats, they promised us a living wage increase, a minimum wage increase. And even Trump said, you know, the, the minimum wage needs to go up. Are we guaranteed every time taxes go up that the wages for the the, the the minimum wage will go up? I don't want to say poor because people will find that as an insult. Let's just say, you know, every time taxes go up, wages do not go up with them. So all of your your rent, your groceries, your gasoline, the price of your car, all of these things increase and your wages don't. So the government says, oh, hey, 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 you, you rich people, the, the people that we've decided are rich. Okay, we just the people who we have decided you've hit your your cap. You don't need to make any more money. We're going to put another thing on you and raise the minimum wage. Now, the prices at the store go up again. Bye bye. No more. Your minimum wage increase just got uh, made irrelevant. Because the prices at the store went up. The prices at the restaurants that you go to go up. The prices at every business you shop at will go up. So we need to let market forces drive the minimum wage. When higher paying, oh, I don't know, oil and gas jobs come into an, a region, an area, I was going to say, they take workers away from other industries and businesses. And then those industries and businesses are forced to pay their workers more. I don't like, I shouldn't say workers, that's a communist term. They're forced, they're forced 
to pay their employees more, but it's because everyone else's wages went up. Your rent didn't necessarily go up. Now the prices at the store will go up, so it'll, you know, uh, negate some of that uh, wage increase that the employer has pay- is paying you, but not totally. And of course, you have the option now uh, because the market in your area has improved. You can move up to a better job after you get that experience at the lower level. Okay. So that's kind of a extremely simplified look at this economics and breakdown and how taxation, they say targeting the rich and they're determining what the word rich means. They're basically telling a person you've made enough money. Now we have to take some of yours and give it to other people. That hurts the common person too by raising rent, raising the cost of labor, raising the prices at the stores. A a minimum wage increase that's not market driven increases prices at the stores the restaurants, other businesses. So the minimum wage increase nullifies itself. So those are the things you need to think about. There is no free ride in a fancy car. There is no Biden hood that's like a modern day Robin Hood robbing from the rich and giving to the poor. It's taxing the working and ruining the economy period point blank take it to the bank write it down make a note whatever you want to do that's how it is let's let's reset and talk about uh, oil and gas in Pennsylvania and uh, the area again get through an episode without dropping ash on myself. I was just getting ready to flick this. <laughs> Can't get through nothing without coughing either. You gotta text my mom. <laughs> Just realize people on the podcast were listening to dead air. I didn't go away. Just had to text mom. Sorry, folk. Oh, Haley, shut up.
So, critics, real cost of Biden's America without oil are insurmountable uh, from Epoch Times, or for those of you who speak English, the EpochTimes.com. Former Vice President Joe Biden's comment about transitioning away from fossil fuels may or may not hurt his chances of defeating President Donald Trump on November 3rd, but critics say the real-world cost of his proposals, his proposal, are all but incalculable. And something just exploded in my neighborhood. Hope it wasn't my car. I don't see no flames or nothing nearby. Shit fire. Well, we'll know if we hear sirens in a minute. Um, at the end of the October 22nd debate between the two men, Biden claimed he doesn't oppose fracking, which is the source of more than 300,000 industry jobs in western Pennsylvania, a state both men know they must carry if they are to win the election. Biden said the word transition from oil, or pardon me, Biden said he would transition from the oil industry. Yes, because the oil industry pollutes significantly. Trump immediately jumped on Biden's comment, noting that it wouldn't be popular among voters in states like Pennsylvania, Texas, and others. So, very much true. Again, let's look at this from another perspective. Let's look at this. You have, according to, uh, let's see here. Whoa, dropping shit. Too much stuff, not enough hands. Let's look at this. A few years ago, a lobbyist for the coal industry was telling me that after they get rid of coal, which they virtually have done, uh, the Obama-Biden administration, back then they were touting clean-burning natural gas as the wave of the future. This was 8, 10, 15 years ago. Clean burning natural gas. And this lobbyist told me, yeah, they're they're talking up natural gas now as an alternative. This was the Democrats. As an alternative to coal. He said, but you watch, because their ultimate goal is to eliminate fossil fuels. Now what has Biden said repeatedly? You can look it up on YouTube and wherever. 
He's talking about eliminating fossil fuels. So, let's see something here. Bloomberg News. Not a fan. Bloomberg is run by Michael Bloomberg. Not a fan of Donald Trump. But they said uh, December 6, 2018, for the first time in 75 years, the United States is a net exporter of oil. So we're not just importing oil from the Middle East and wherever. We used to import from Venezuela too. Uh, a lot of countries, Russia, uh, so on and so forth. Um, we're not just importing oil anymore. We are a net oil export exporter for the first time in 75 years. Uh, we are energy independent. We could stop exporting oil and be totally independent from the, the Middle East altogether. Have no foreign imports of oil at all. Okay, if we wanted to. But it's good to keep some relations with other countries in case something happens like Joe Biden comes along to your oil industry. That article I just read you echoed something that was uh, reported in API by Michael Tadeo, August 1st, 2017. 322,600 jobs supported by the oil and gas industry in Pennsylvania alone. The Pennsylvania economy annually rakes in $44 billion from the oil and gas industry. You take that away, where does Pennsylvania recoup that $44 billion? Pardon me for wiping my nose. Uh, where does Pennsylvania recoup that $44 billion? It's not going to be from the solar and wind and whatever industry. United States wide, we have 10 million jobs related to the oil and gas industry. That does not include your local mechanic that has a, a new mechanic shop because of you know truck drivers or because of the need for a mechanic in your town thanks to oil and gas jobs that does not include the new you know family owned restaurants or stores uh things of that nature say for example when the oil and gas business came to the ohio pennsylvania area i know uh, or I met through business that I was doing at the time two uh, women um, and one with her boyfriend and the other with her husband uh, they started oil and gas stores there are uh, you know specific types of clothing you need when you work in this industry because um, 
it's hard labor it's it's dirty work uh, you're out in a field which depending on the weather that field is either mud or dry there's no in-betweens so they have to wear what are called muck boots which are like a heavy-duty uh, rubber thick-soled boot um, because you wear I mean from personal experience actually I was in one of these fields signing people up for insurance and I um, I was smart enough to wear a shoe that was kind of a a cross trainer between a tennis shoe and a hiking boot but even then I think there was one point when my foot my shoe got stuck in the mud and ended up I end up standing on one leg and pulling my shoe out of the the mud and putting it back on. My friend who was wearing dress shoes was totally SOL. He was up to his ankles in mud and his shoes fell off. <laughs> he had to put them back on because they got stuck in the mud. Uh, so, and of course, you know, depending on the, it's an outdoors job. So you have to dress for the weather. Uh, sometimes you have to wear um, reflective safety gear. So these these women started these stores. And one, she has a, a website and deals with the uh, oil. It's called oilandgassafetysupply.com. So she processes and ships orders all over the country, uh, as well as having her two or three local stores. Uh, another couple, you know, opened a uh, few small stores uh, in the areas where the gas fracking was uh, booming. But these 10 million jobs or the 322,000 whatever jobs in Pennsylvania and the 10 million nationwide don't include those people. So if the fracking industry goes away their businesses go away. Now they could change their business model to something else, but what? What will that change be? Joe Biden doesn't have a plan for that. He says, oh, solar, wind, uh, renewable energies, we're gonna create seven million jobs. Minimum 10 million jobs in the United States as you phase out or work out the oil and gas industry are going to be lost. So you still have three million. Oh, I guess I'm, I'm not supposed to make this sign anymore, but I was counting to three. Three million. Three, one, two, three. Can you see my three fingers? Three million jobs are still going to be left with people. There are three million people are going to be left looking for jobs under Joe Biden's plan. He says, well, my plan creates more jobs than Donald Trump's plan. Well, Donald Trump's plan to leave the oil and gas business the heck alone doesn't need to create jobs. They're already there. You're talking about destroying an industry and then replacing it with a, another unproven industry that's expensive. And like I said, has not been proven effective so there goes that also you take 
the world economy. The world runs on oil. The world runs on oil. China, Russia, Venezuela, the Middle East, India, you name it, uh, Great Britain. Uh, some European countries, uh, I think France and Germany, have tried forcing windmill and solar onto people unsuccessfully. But for the vast majority, if you eliminate the American oil industry as it is now, you give more, you're creating jobs in Russia, China, Venezuela, the Middle East. You're creating money in those countries. You are making those countries more powerful. Now, the, the excuse is, well, like AOC the other day, I believe she was saying, United States, United States spends more money on the military than the next 26 countries combined. Good. China, Russia, Venezuela, the Middle East, they're not going to disarm just because we throw away our military for these things like the Green New Deal and to finance uh, a government takeover of the healthcare industry. What you're going to do is, and I'm not saying these countries are, are our enemies right now, but you're making other countries stronger. You're giving them more money, more opportunities to make money. China is already expanding its military. Russia wants to be a superpower again. So why are we helping helping other countries economically and militarily by destroying an industry that has just brought back the American way, the American economic boom, Americana, whatever you want to call it. Makes no sense to me, Pennsylvania voters. Good night. God bless you. Remember to pray for each other. And I'll see you the next time.